With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. What Judd just floated a juicy rumor to me off the air here. Oh, oh I didn't mean, I didn't mean to air. take this on the air, but no, certainly I, to. I, I certainly I will. Okay, I said, wow, that they, we're just showing the big panoramic shot of Target Field on the Twins pregame show here, and the big bat and barrel sign was just right in front and center. My favorite I said, Target Field bar, of course. Yes, the one that you have vowed to never take a sip of beer inside. And I said, oh, there's the bat and barrel sign. And Judd goes, I don't think it's doing too well. And I said... What? What? Well, let's just say that uh, I think in the last couple of weeks they've added a a camera for Fox where they continually like show it on occasion. Hey, here's Bat and Barrel, and I walked through there on Sunday right before first pitch. Gorgeous day, and keep in mind they they've now replaced the old doors with garage doors that lift up. So mm-hmm. Bat and Barrel is basically an open space, and I walked through there on Sunday on my way to the press box because I can go up through the uh, Bat and Barrel location. And uh, she was pretty empty. One ten first pitch. What time were you going through? Oh, I was late. I was going through it probably one oh five. The anthem was playing. I and by the way, well, I don't, did you stand at attention? No, I don't, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't, like and I don't stop for it. Well, I don't stop for it. I continue to walk. Move to Canada. In Bat and Barrel's defense, if I you're like getting close to first pitch, I would think a lot of people have already partaken and they might be heading toward their actual seats. Uh, here's my thought. Now, I was in there a couple Sundays ago about. Half hour or so before first pitch, and it was very lively. Well, you know what? I'd like to see uh, if like you're spreading false. Uh, well, wait, false wait, wait, truths, wait. Sir. If the twins take offense to to what I just said and would like to show me how, how much they've they've made so far off bat and barrel, I'd be glad to to take back what, what I said. Reckless speculation. This is what I love about pro sports. Prove me wrong. Show me the books. Show me the trades. <laughs> but you can just float whatever you want. Yes, it's a, that's what makes sports great. You can float what you you can. Recklessly? Oh, that's... Hold on a second. Reckless speculation! You can recklessly speculate, and then when the team comes back and says, you're absolutely wrong, I always say, show me the proof I'm wrong. <laughs> show me the proof I'm wrong. Prove so me wrong. So you can do that with anything, huh? Well, I, there's some things where it's probably too sensitive, but not sports. Sports is. A sports is fun. Prove me wrong. Show, you are the Skip Bayless when it comes to ballpark bars. Show me show me how you're doing. I think that they might have put in one too many community bars now. <laughs> I that think they might have gone too far. Is $12 your LeBron beers. James? You'll never admit that it's doing well. <laughs> you know what? That's a great. That's an awesome. LeBron take. misses like one jump shot, and there's Judd. 
There's Judd and Skip yep. Bayless. Bat he sees barrel? one foamy beer at Bat and Barrel. See, it's terrible. It's terrible. The whole thing's bad. <laughs> you know what? Bat, Bat and Barrel can't handle the pressure. It can't handle the pressure. It, it wants to pass off the beers. Odds. Uh, Judd theory about like being able to float whatever you want out and just like make, make an entity respond to you. Show me the proof. Uh, like, how far can we take that? Like, what are some things that we could just float out? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of sports things. Because they ultimately aren't going to hurt people. So, and if they don't hurt pe- people, who cares? You can come back. If if I say something and a sports team refutes it and says, Judd, you are a 1,000% wrong, then I say, show me the proof. Then tell me what you're doing. I always loved it when, when I cover teams. I always loved teams that would get all bent out, out of shape about something that that you wrote. That's completely wrong. And then I said, okay, so what's the truth? Tell, tell me the truth then. Tell me what's I, I will write it. My favorite was this one. An agent would call. You've got to write this about my client. My client's getting... Sc- you know what? Go on the record, and I'm writing it right now. I can't go on the... Well, then don't talk to me. See, this is the type of insight right here. Mm-hmm. I like this. It sounds like you're sort of... Uh, not blackmailing, but... It almost sounds like you're... Maybe not- like walking up against a legal line, though. If you're just going to throw stuff out. Like, it has to be founded, right? It can't just be... Oh, right. It can't oh, be uh, totally responsible. Yep. Uh, heard that uh, this player has a terminal disease. No, 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 no. If it involves somebody's actual life, then I think you've crossed okay. a line. But if, if it involves how's bat and barrel doing, or if or if um, an agent gets upset about how his player is being, being t- treated by the team and says, you've got to write this, I always said, then you go on the record and I will write it right this instant. Can you get a hold of Jimmy Butler's agent by chance and just see if you can work some of these tricks into your Doogie columns? Can. Yeah. Uh, first, I should mention Big Dan Twitter for me, uh, eclipsing the 1,000 follower mark. Big time. Uh, to celebrate, I did offer to any of the newbies who joined up today, 50-plus now we're up to, if any of them had a question, they could submit it to me on Twitter, and I would pose it to you guys. Also, not only so, did, not only are we responsible for getting Dave to a thousand, he now gets to outsource his job for the segment no, to the people who follow him. Not about outsourcing; it's, it's about giving opportunities. Unfortunately, <laughs> nobody came life. back with a question, so I have to come <laughs> up with all three of them today. The first one Loyal being BetOnline.ag has posted odds already for Week One of the college football season, boys, wow. and PJ Flex Golden Gophers. Are heavy favorites at home versus New Mexico State. That will actually be New Mexico's second game of the year. They play Wyoming five days earlier on a Saturday before they come here for a Thursday tilt against our Gophers. 17 is the line. Too high, too low. Or just right. We don't even know who the quarterback is, right? That's the beauty. Let's set that line. It actually started at 14 and a half. It's already at 17. I mean, who's I'll against? take I'll, New Mexico State, the Aggies. I'll take the points, right? You have to take the points. You don't know the Gophers aren't good, and they don't know who their quarterback is. Although New Mexico State isn't that the team they played a few years ago? I think it is. And yes. they had was it uh, Aggie Vision was the network that was broadcasting yes. the game? Yes, that might have been like Marquise Gray's last game <laughs> as a Gopher. Well, the last opener as a Gopher, but it was it was public television production and students doing play by play. And it was a disaster, and it wasn't an HD, but it was it was Aggie Vision Online. I remember that. That was awful. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna swallow those. It sounds fine. I'm just gonna swallow those points, or, or uh, give out those points. I'm gonna take New Mexico State. 
if you're twisting my arm. Uh, New Mexico State, <laughs> I'm doing some research here. Okay. Uh, and after, you How, know what? Or, what's your research? I'm trying to find their Who's uh, broken down record this from game last year. They were around 500 last year. Well, I'm taking, I'm taking a, Aggie vision then. I'm going to take uh, New Mexico State. They were around 500 last year. Golfers, you don't know who their quarterback is. I'm getting 17, you said? I'm taking New Mexico State. I'll take the points and take my chances. Yeah, I'm finding the exact nah. Well, that's okay. I four and four in conference, seven and six overall. Oh last yeah, year. sticking with that. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a really yeah. tough conference too. That whatever Aggie that conference Vision. is, Aggie Vision was the whack. so great. Later this hour, Chris Long is going to come in mm-hmm. to talk about Game Seven tonight. Caps Lightning. All right, he mm-hmm. of course being a gigantic Washington Capitals fan. Number one, I need your prediction for the game tonight. Pain. And number two, be honest. Speaking strictly on on the purposes of the what's best for this show, because we're going to have long on tomorrow, hopefully, to react to whether whether or not it's a win or a loss for his Caps. Speaking spe- specifically for what's best for this show, do you want the Caps to win or lose? All right. First of all, I'll give you a 3-2 double overtime Tampa Bay win tonight. Wow. Uh, second of all, I want the ca- I would like the Caps from the Chris Long standpoint to win. Not from the Chris Long standpoint. What do you want to hear on this show? Long celebrating oh, I, I or him, melting down? I, no, I want them to celebrate this one uh, because then I, I want the Golden Knights to beat them in the finals, which would which would extend this this out a little bit as well. Uh, con- continue his appearances, which we always enjoy. And I and keep in mind too, if they lose to, to the Golden Knights, that means that the Washington Capitals will have lost to the GM that they fired, George McPhee. I think it'd be far more intriguing to have Chris Long. And for purposes of this show, him reacting to a Stanley Cup Finals loss. But I think the Capitals lose in Tampa tonight in overtime. Uh, I I think for... I'll give you the second part of that first. Devastation and tears on the show would be great tomorrow. I think Chris Long in a puddle, having (laughs) broken glass shards in his feet from having to walk through the... The damage that he did to his house, I think <laughs> devastation heartless. would be fun tomorrow. But I'll tell you what, the hockey whisperer is starting to see some things here. What? He's back? The hockey whisperer. Hockey whisperer. He sees overtime clearly in the postseason. Nino Niederreiter predicted. That's right. P.K. Subban? Close. Sort of predicted. The Hockey Whisperer envisions overtime as well, envisions a relatively high-scoring game for 2018 NHL, and envisions Ovi top-shelf 4-3 Capitals road game 7 win. Put it on ice. The Russian gets her done. Ovi, Ovi, Ovi. Oi, oi, oi. (laughs) Yes. Hello, Josh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my word. What Book just it. happened? Overtime, OV, 4 3, a little top shelf, maybe not quite to the top shelf, but like up above the shoulder of the goaltender. Even strength, power play. You know, the hockey whisperer doesn't need to get any more specific. It doesn't need to be any more specific. If, 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 if the hockey whisperer is just showing off, it'll be even strength. It's a little, if he's just showing that, off. That little wrister he likes to fire off from like top of the circle. That sounds great. Off circle. Sure. From his that office, yeah. Great. yeah. Right over there on the oh, left yeah. side. Oh, yeah, he's yep. got a score from there. Mm-hmm. You're on that left side over there. Yeah, on the good. office. Yep. 
Um, so that's what's going to happen tonight. Let's do question three on the other side of oh, this. Year. Oh my! Yeah, okay. questions can, can hang off space a little bit. today. And uh, also, uh, I, I, this news kind of came down official. Is it official? The Seattle thing now too. We can talk about that as well. And Chris Long is actually going to join us at some point. Uh, twins in the first inning right now. Kyle Gibson has only thrown four pitches, still facing Leonis Martin, who hits a ground ball off the rock that Logan Morrison seems to be holding in his hand. <laughs> what was that, Lomo? That was weird. Joe Maurer feels that ball. But uh, Twins just started against the Tigers. We're watching it on a TCL 55-inch Roku TV. Um, yeah, We saw that very clearly. We saw the laces make an indentation in the heel of Logan Morrison's glove there. That was a that was a bad defensive play. But if you're not watching sports on a TCL TV, you're missing out on four times the picture quality of a standard 1080p TV. You're missing out on all kinds of streaming content platforms with that built-in Roku device. So not only do you get whatever you subscribe to, cable or satellite channels on one page, on the next page you get access to 4,000 streaming channels from Fox Sports Go to WWE Network, and uh, there's a ball down the line. Things aren't going well early for our guy uh, Gibby here on this uh, TCL TV. But you get access to 450,000-plus TV shows and and movies as well. And you can do a quick search on the Internet for TCL TVs, and you're going to find top publications like CNET and USA Today raving about this TV. Any major local retail. Mackie and Judd now continue. Ready to be back in business or what? On 1500 ESPN. Twins down one nothing. Sack fly. Kyle Gibson, uh, he's only thrown 11 pitches, but the Tigers are jumping on him early here. Nico Goodrum is at the plate with one out. Still and bat, a, batting fifth again today? He is. <laughs> He's had, he's well. He's been okay for them. It's just yeah, yeah. They got Nico Goodrum batting fifth, mm-hmm. and uh, the Tigers are up one to nothing. It looks like a runner on third base, one out, two and two count. So we'll keep you posted. I've got some that. advice. Lomo, feel the ball next time. Was that an error, or did they give him a hit on that? It was kind of a backhanded play in across this, the line. In this, I bet they called it a hit. Day and age, I'm sure they called it a hit. Yeah, Ooh, almost got him going upstairs there. Foul ball. All right, Dave. What's question three? Question three involves an hour of my life yesterday that was spent first on the phone, then chatting online with representatives for the company that supplies the cable and internet services to my home. Wow. Talking about, well, I had a you know contract expired and now the price has jumped up, blah, blah, blah. Let's get that price back down. You know, haggling over price because I don't want to pay as much as they want me to pay for cable and internet services. By the end of it, I had to turn down phone service several different times and other options that could be added to me, and I never came anywhere close to actually getting what I want, and so far it's status quo, and I have to try again today, and maybe tomorrow, and who knows, maybe the next day. It's a necessary evil, but I was willing to go and do it, so I want you boys to, you know, let's hit the intro for this. Let's do a little rank shall we? Now, humans compete. We like rankings. Phil and Judd rank them on 1500 ESPN. The worst of the necessary evils in life in adulthood <laughs> that you are still willing to undertake. <laughs> who goes? I can't remember who goes you go first. first. You want me to go first? All right. Yeah, you go first. Oh, man. I'm probably missing so many here, but there's four that jump to mind for sure. And... Some I'll, I'll just say them in the beginning. Number four. One, like, number four is obvious for anybody i had to do this last week i had to get a new license and i had to get tabs so just like oh, going to the dmv to thanks for reminding me yeah just like, yeah that's a good one it feels like everyone there hates their life 
both the people who work there <laughs> and the people say. who are sitting there waiting for someone. The workers, yes. Um, like at one point, I don't want to say which DMV it was because I don't want to out people. But I was, but there was like a there's the license area and then there's the passport area, mm-hmm. and someone came over from the passport area to complain very loudly in a pretty quiet area so customers can hear this whole conversation about how there's another crying kid. Oh, my God. What? Just like, yes. Are you serious? <laughs> Just openly complaining. I hope they send him away. So, who'd send the kid away? No, no, oh. no. The <laughs> complainer. I'd say shut up and sit down. It's a DMV. Oh. You're supposed to be miserable. <laughs> That's the first time Judd's been on the kid's side in any... Yeah, I'm, I'm usually anti-kids, but in I this case... Say, send the kid the away. DMV is it's awful. The yeah, just get for, used to it. DMV's for adults. Get these kids out of here. <laughs> number it's like three. an R-rated movie. <laughs> Put a bar in, not a bad idea. Uh, number three, when, when given the option between ordering food, going out to eat, or cooking dinner... It's really hard to choose cooking dinner because I don't. It's hard for me to justify spending like thirty or forty minutes of meal prep or cooking something or baking something, whatever it is, and you're going to spend ten minutes eating it. So, I enjoy some cooking some things and like grilling out's fine, but I think like just the monotonous nature of oh, let's spend thirty minutes like preparing something that's really just a necessary thing like you have to eat, and you don't want it to take an hour. So you're gonna eat it pretty fast. Like I don't know. Maybe I have. I enjoy the process. Okay. Well, what's your specialty? I enjoy the process. My wife does a great job of cooking. (laughs) Wow, there it is, right there. She grilled last night. She even started the grill. New grill, very nice. When you guys grill, because you made it sound like you were all excited talking about the grill process this morning off the air. Yeah. What is your role when you guys grill out for dinner or for whatever on a weekend? Like last night. Yeah. Um, I set the table. I helped get the grill. Uh, I got helped get the grill from the cars since it's a new grill onto the small deck. And besides that, not much. She starts That's and she it, cooks. Huh? Oh yeah, I don't do much here, but I really enjoy the process. It's great to watch unfold. Do you help with a side dish or anything? Uh, the side dish came from Cub, so no. So you went and bought a plastic container from yeah, Cub. And, I, yeah, I'm good at that too. I can do that. I did, didn't do it last night, but I'm very good. At, I, I like to grill. So basically, for you're just trying to decide between the mustard-filled potato salad or the sort of more like grandma. Oh, I would never salad, get that right? one. I would never get that one. Yeah. But yes, I am I am good at grocery shopping. I'm talented in Number grocery shopping. Number two. Number two, mm-hmm. flossing. I know you have to. You don't like floss? I do floss, but I hate it. Really? Like it's something that I always think every time I enjoy it. Every time that's weird. Oh, I enjoy a good floss. By the way, th- there's a ball, a that's twins what? hitter Dozier just hit a ball that lodged in the very top of the fence. Was that on the fly? That was on the fly. So he missed a home run. Between two pads at the very top of the dead center field wall. Dozier hit a bomb almost 408 feet that just landed on the top corner of the fence and stuck between the pads. Wow. So it's a double. That's awesome. That's neat. Hey, go ahead. So anyways, flossing uh, flossing is number two for me. And then number one, one, without a doubt, as far as just like normal everyday things, the necessary evils, folding laundry. I'm okay doing the laundry. It's like the 15 minutes you spend folding your laundry that you're just going to pick out the next day anyways and wear it, but you like it has to go somewhere, so it's not just sitting all over the place. Folding and putting away laundry is number one. I build it up in my head to the point where I just don't do laundry, and it's terrible. <laughs> the laundry process is actually, to me, enjoyable, but I don't fold. What do you I do with your I throw it clothes? in a basket and throw the basket in my room and then each day pick the stuff out. 
So you've never folded your laundry? I, don't, I quit folding. I, I'll do it if I have to, but I don't. I've got. I've currently got a big basket. I go get my clothes. I put it in the basket. I throw it in my room. I close the door. Dawn doesn't have to see the room, and we're good. <laughs> oh, she stays away. Oh, she doesn't want to go in there. <laughs> she does not want to go in my room. All right, what's your list? How many? Uh... Um, and and so so this is things that you absolutely have to do, but dread doing. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Number four. Go. I'll give you four. Number four. And this is a product of age, and it might I might be cheating slightly here. Peeing at night. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> sick, and I sleep upstairs, and, and we sleep sure. upstairs. But I'm 48 now, right? So 3 a.m. and I'm told by Patrick it just gets worse and, and you worse. You don't have an upstairs bathroom, exactly. And you know, 3 a.m. comes and it's like clockwork three times a week or so. So it's not awful yet, but you get and you can't you can't wake up and be like I got to pee really bad, but I'm just going to go back yeah. to sleep. How often do you guys? Because it. I'm with you on this one. How often do you sit there in excruciating pain, like two hours before you have to get up? Hoping that you'll just fall asleep and that the pain will go away and then you'll just wake up again and like maybe maybe you'll have like drizzled a little but maybe not <laughs> <laughs> drizzled <laughs> rain delay um, every once in a while I do but a lot of times I just say I'll bleep it I'll go do it but I hate it yeah and you're comfortable you just want yes. to go back to sleep yeah and you know and yeah. you know on a work day you get up at six or something like that so you so to your point you're like eh, can I just wait but, but I wrestle with that. Almost all the time, too, where it's that. like, it doesn't happen as often because I'm not as old yet, but it will. Yeah. But when it it's happens, yeah. I never just, like, get up and go. I lay there thinking, oh, man, if I can just go back to sleep, it'll, like, it'll all go away. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. One, two. Number three. All right, this is going to sound weird, and I don't know if this happens with your gals, but every once in a while, Dawn's phone will ring, her cell phone rings, and, like, she'll be in a different room, and she'll be, and she'll say, can you grab that? And it's like her sister or her friend. I don't want to grab the phone. Like a couple days ago, she she's like, "Call my sister," and t- I I don't want to do that. Now I will do it if I have to, because it seems like a really jerk thing not to. But having to answer s- someone's phone or make a phone call for, I barely want to talk on my own phone. <laughs> like I just want to text now. Right? This seems like a very specific necessary evil that you're. Well, but it, out there it right happens now. enough where she's like, "Grab my phone." I don't want to grab your phone. I don't want to talk, and it's not that I don't like your sister or friends; they're fine. But then I've got to do the small talk thing, and you guys know I hate small talk. Have you considered counseling? <laughs> considered it. <laughs> number two. Uh, number two, calling the plumber. I hate plumbing issues. I I obviously have no clue myself. It has to be done. We're, we're currently ha- having an issue with our with our washer. The tub's backing up. And we haven't called the plumber yet. It's been like two weeks. And we haven't called the plumber yet. And I have just decided once a week, laundromat. So I am washing my so clothes. Than, you haven't placed the phone call exactly yet. Exactly right. I'm so waiting for Don like to do it. This is, a way, this, this, is a, this is a battle of wills. Now, she's willing to do Let's the laundry. Let's do it on air right now. Let's just call and fix the problem. Now, she's, but they're going to, I don't know what they have to do. But anyway, the point is, here's the weird thing. The laundromat process That's to not me. the weird thing? No, I enjoy it. It's the most relaxing thing you could possibly do. And I, I, take the, I take the clothes that I washed as I did on Tuesday home and dry them so I don't have to sit there for the entire process. It, it takes half hour Wait, so you put, for the clothes you to You put work. soaking wet clothes in what and bring them home? In my, in my uh, basket. 
So you just take them soaking wet, put them in a basket, well, drive home. When clothes get done washing and then and then cycling through, they're not soaking wet. They're very wet, but they're not soaking they're wet. They're not dripping at that point. Exactly. Yeah. And so I put them in the basket, I go home, and then I and then I dry them from there. And you in your mind, if Don doesn't make that phone call, you're okay doing this for the rest of your life. For a long time. Okay. <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> How far away is the laundromat? Uh, you probably half mile, maybe. Well, why it's don't you guys just all. get rid of the washer and dryer and make make a new space in your home? Oh, she wouldn't is... like that. Okay, she's not going to do that. Would you rather, Judd, if I gave you two options right now, call the plumber or buy a new washer? Well, it wouldn't. I don't think it'd be a new washer. I think it's drainage problems. But I would rather call the plumber. Okay, well, you're had to think about that because then, like, then yeah. they'd have to go downstairs and remove the washer and do all that. No, I would prefer to call the plumber. I think it's an issue of an old house drain that's they're going to need to drill down there. It's going to be sort of a pain. twins tied it by the way. It's one to one Woo-hoo! right now. Number all right, and then the one, number one okay. thing that this is simpler. Like everyday things that this is simpler, but the everyday thing and and now that that I've got a new car, it's not as bad. But with the Saturn, inevitably something w- would go wrong, and you would have to do it. But just the whole thing of either having your car towed or coming and doing this show and then being like, I've got to go to the the dealer after that, drop the car off, either get a rental car or somehow get home. This this was an everyday thing for you? Just the pain of car repair. Well, well, with the Saturn, it was far too frequent. (laughs) Now it's not bad. But my point being, the everyday, and and the problem there is, you know that they're going to get the car and it's not going to be like, well, the car will be fixed in half an hour. It's going to be hours and or a day. So now you got to get home and then you got to figure out a way to get to work and all that good stuff. So... Car car problems, car repairs, being on the phone with the car people. And the other problem there is they got you, right? So, like, if you call the car repair shop, well, what's wrong with your car, sir? And you tell I can't them. They, it's been five years and, and you've they know never you gone to my place, Luther Brookdale, Toyota. And they know you don't have, have a clue. And they know you, you don't have a clue. That's you, the other thing. If you want to get rid of your trust issues, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard is the place to go. I'm so fascinated by this, like, standoff. About the washing machine. It's not really a standoff because it's not a stated standoff, but I am fine. The laundromat to me is a therapeutic place. I love the quiet. The people watching is intriguing. The laundromat to me is like a bar. You know, that's it this is how, attracts a lot of different, interesting people. This is how that Josh Hartnett movie from like 15 years ago started. That uh, uh, 40 Days and 40 Nights. Yes. It is. That's oh, yeah. Right. He, met, he met a woman in a laundromat. Yeah. But... He right had, after making the vow, there would be no relations during Lent, right? For 40 days. Yes, and, and 40 nights. It was a commitment he made to himself to just like kind of take a break from it all. I don't think it was Lent. I think it was Whatever just like was. some other thing. But yeah. So you could meet your Shannon Sossaman is what I'm saying. Well, I don't need that. Hmm? What does Dawn do with her clothes now? Because you do your own laundry at the laundromat, right? And yeah. You do you volunteer to at least take her clothes? No, to no, 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 no. <laughs> I can't wash her clothes. I have a rule. White starks, they all get thrown in together. I'm not, I don't have, I don't, I would ruin her clothes. I once tried to dry her clothes and I screwed up on like three things and they came, and they came out as like really small. I completely destroyed them. I, and she does not, she does not do my laundry, but she does not want me to do hers. And so, but everything to me goes in, in together. I'm not going to separate clothes. No way. We almost need like a Judd Zolgad. Won't do it. Like reality show. Or we just follow him around. 
every hour, every minute of the day. <laughs> Production your, crew follows. Oh, it can only be white. You only want to watch your. Oh, I mean, my it's God. what a bunch of BS. Ah, we'll be back. Chris, Chris Log when we come back. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Way too many words. On 1500 ESPN. Oh. Phil Mackey. When will I know I'm a man? Your mom and I will tell you. Judd Zolgad. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Game 7 tonight. We've been wondering about the whereabouts of our uh, our good friend and potentially nervous Capitals fan, Chris Long from Channel 5. Here he is. You're my, not sweating through your shirt. My blood pressure, I'm not kidding. I, and I'll explain here in a second. I haven't really thought about it. You just saying Game 7 tonight put my blood pressure up about 20 points. Game like I haven't thought about seven. it. Yesterday we were so busy with everything with the Wild. Uh, we're shorthanded with Joe Schmidt. and He's laid up. He had back surgery. Joe, get well soon. I'm sure you're listening. Um so yesterday was I didn't have any time to worry about it at all. Like I was straight through twelve hours work. Today we're getting ready to go to Indianapolis, trying to do laundry, trying to pack, figure out what we need, et cetera, et cetera. And that's gone. I've been in a full sprint since I woke up till right when I walked in this door and you just rolled a grenade under me and Yeah, watching it watching it no. tick. No, you are aware. I said when I walked in, I've been fine. I said, the course of today until the game, it'll start to ramp up because now I'm kind of at work and today should be a fairly chill day. So, yeah, I'm already starting to get wound up here a little bit. I probably don't need to tell you then that in Game 7's in their history. Oh, they've done wonderfully. Your Washington Capitals are 4-11. and 11. But 1-3 and three on the road, having won an overtime in Boston in 2012 on a Mike... Uh, or a uh, Joel Ward, Ward goal. I love that you say, but one and three, like one yeah, and three. One and three, Joe Daly's best, four and 11. Yeah. So here's the omen that I'm taking as a positive. I'm over at the um, Paul Fenton press conference yesterday. I was impressed with him, by the way, but that's a whole other segment. We should, uh, we, we'll talk about that too. Okay. Um, I run into Bob Mason. Judd, who, as you know, is yep. a wild goalie coach. He was a Capitals goalie as I was a kid. He was the Capitals goalie. Don't steal the thunder. Don't steal the thunder. So he's in line. To, to, for, there's a little lunch set up, and I'm getting ready to do my one-on-one with, with Paul Fenton and kind of walks over and, and, and says, well, Caps are still in it. And I kind of just look at him. I go, I mean, yeah, game seven, we all know how well those go. Now, yeah. of course, Bob Mason, as Judd was going to say, was in goal for the four overtime 1987 <laughs> against the Islanders in a game seven. Pat LaFontaine beat him on a puck that he never saw go through. And I was in my room listening on AM radio, just weeping. Um, so here's what's funny about it. So Paul, I'm, I'm not going to take the whole segment. Aaron Sickman, the PR director for the wild introduces Paul Fenton to me and, and says, if, if Chris seems a little on edge, it's because he's a big Capitals fan. And Fenton goes, Oh, we'll see. Game seven, back in 1987, I was just talking to Bob Mason about this game. Mm-hmm. He goes, who scored the Capitals' second goal? I'm like, I don't know, dude. So I remembered, so I start going through the game in my head. I'm like, all right, Mike Gartner scored first. Pat Flatley, whom I hated for the Islanders, scored second. I know Brian Trache scored with five minutes to go. Wow. And then Pat LaFontaine scored in the fourth overtime. I couldn't remember who scored the second goal. And he goes, well, let me help you. It was his only career NHL goal. Oh, really? Fenton had been playing in Binghamton. With Grant Martin, who I could have spent six weeks naming Capitals, wouldn't gotten him. Yeah, Grant Martin got called up, okay. an injury or something, played this one game, and scored the, the huge goal. Mm-hmm. And I was amazed. And that just tells you 
the hockey mind of Paul Fenton. He remembered recall his buddy scored that goal in the game that the guy across the buffet table, Bob Mason, was in goal for that I was in my room weeping because of. Wow. It's an omen. Yes. Yes. It's an omen. Speaking of Paul Fenton, you, you do realize that his first two National Hockey League seasons were spent with the Whale, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Former Hartford Whaler. This guy's my hero. He was interesting, though. He Loved said, the Whale. He said that was tough for him. I asked him about that yesterday, and he, he's from Springfield, Massachusetts, which is a distant twin city to Hartford for people that don't know the Northeast geography. The airport, actually, Hartford Airport's right in between Springfield and Hartford. He said it was tough. I was asking him about it. I said, it'd be nice playing at home. He goes, ah. It was hard. You know, you're young. And he goes, I just got married. And it's not that easy. He said, I see all these guys, these Minnesotans come back here. And he said, it's a different world now. But th- there are some added challenges when you're playing at home. I was, I was interested to hear that. What else? So we were, uh, we took it live yesterday. It's at, at 1130. And I think the one thing that stood out for us was that Paul Fenton, who was a part of some big trades over the past few years with Nashville, doesn't sound like he's going to shy away from looking at this thing and trying to make some big deals. But the problem is the three guys who you might consider based on age, and just sort of, you know, productivity declines. We're all sitting there at the press conference and all have no move clauses. I'm not sure how much he can do with the current chess pieces on the roster. No, but in the exact same breath, he also said, I'm just here to tweak. He said the same thing Craig Leopold said. You're right. I just, I, well, depends. I, I, I made that same is, face. Is Shea Weber for PK Subban considered a tweak? Like, would he consider, no, what's his I, definition of a tweak? I think a tweak is you move a, a prospect or a third liner or you move some draft picks to get some. But if a blockbuster presents itself that's going to help this team, he will. I have no doubt that he'll have no problem. I mean, that's that's what Nashville did. That's how Nashville made it to the Stanley Cup Finals last mm-hmm. year. Um, it's going to be a different. I, I think you'll see a shift. I mean, Risebrow did things his way. Fletcher did things his way. But you know, they kind of followed a pattern. I, I think this is akin to what the Twins have done over the last two years. You're going to see a sea change in the way things are run. Exactly. They they didn't hire this guy to continue to run the, the franchise as Chuck did. I think. When they say tweak, they mean there's some guys we simply can't trade, and they're absolutely right. But all of the guys that Fletcher loved, guys like Granlund and Brodeen and that crew, this guy's going to be like, I'll, I'll trade him. I think tweak means veteran players, relax. I'm not going to come in here and blow the thing up. Just relax. Get on board. We're fine. Until we need to trade one of you. And, <laughs> That's and, the thing. Yeah. Yes, and they are I trying. Mean, he has and, to say that. And Leopold, to a large degree, is trying to keep – the fans as even keel and calm as possible. And so you're not going to say, damn right, we're open for business here. You're going to say, ah, you know, we're going to, we're going to look at things. We're going to, but when, but when he talked about, and to me, to me, there, there were, it wasn't necessarily the things he said. It, it was the, the way he put them. When he talked about, I come from a place where we made hockey trades, Chris. That is code for I'm willing to make a lot of trades. Sure. And and I'm who, not making salary cap And moves. who knows? I mean, he may want to put his stamp on it. He may be I think he has to. I'm gonna I'm gonna develop, you know, I'm gonna draft better than anyone's ever drafted here, and I'm gonna develop that way, and it might take a little while, but I have faith from my owner. Certainly not gonna stand here on the dais and tell you this day one, but I have the you know, the, the the good word from the owner to just let's ride out these contracts. They are what they are, but let's start stocking. I'm not saying this is what's gonna happen. Just Let's start stocking in the draft and build from within. Once these all contracts mature out, boom, we're ready to rock and we mm-hmm. rebuild right away and be a couple more years of mediocrity and so be it. But he, he's he, not going to say that at a press conference. Another thing that's, this is more a smaller thing, but it could, it could matter more than we maybe gave it uh, credit for yesterday. He said he wants the minor league team, he wants the minor league wild mm-hmm. to be much more of 
an important feeder system, not just in terms of like grabbing young players, but a place where, and this is where my question is, was there something in the Wilds development pipeline, much like we know that there was something in the Twins pitching pipeline, like there was something off and, and they're trying to fix that. Is there a reason why Granlin isn't better? Is there a reason why Brodeen is good, but maybe not as good as we thought five years ago? Or is it just that, well, that's kind of what you're going to get, and they, they, they developed those players to the extent that they were going to, and other teams would have gotten them to the same spot, and we might have overhyped them when they were 19 years old. That's the hard part. I mean, who's the last quote-unquote blue chipper the Wild have had that exceeded expectations? I'd say Dumba's probably met expectations. Brodeen? No one's exceeded. Falling, I, that's what I mean. I'd say there's it's, not. It's interesting. And now, is that bad drafting? Is that yeah? Like Eddie Rosario has exceeded expectations yeah. with the Twins. Yeah. I mean, you can point to and and the Vikings have had so many guys in the yes. fifth rounds that have exceeded. Stefan Diggs has exceeded expectations. Adam Thielen. That that's a great point about the Wild. And it doesn't happen. The tough part is that that a lot of these guys have flashed at times, and so you say to yourself, okay, he's there now, and let's see the the uh, playoff. The upset seven-game playoff win against the the Avs now, what, five years back? Think about how many guys we saw in that series, and we said, "Uh uh-huh, now now it's coming. Right. Granlin, chief among them, I think, if I remember correctly. And so I think the frustrating thing is is we have seen moments when when the exceeding of expectations starts, but it's never been kept up. Yeah, and I think that's part of why, you know, you look at result, and you look at what happened, you look at the wild part of it, and maybe that's a part of why... Chuck Fletcher's not the general manager anymore. Maybe there was a sense that you're just not priming the pipeline enough. By the way, Dan tweets into the show, Judd, did you just say 1-3 is better than 4-11? 1-3 winning percentage. 4-11 is a 3-64 winning percentage. I stand corrected. What do you have to say about your high school math classes? Math is not my strength. <laughs> math and geography, and I blame Benilde, St. Margaret. No, it's it's not, their yeah, fault. Clearly. If you have any problems, it's their fault. They taught me, and they did See, not teach me well. That's why I got myself thrown out of a Jesuit school. You were really a Is there a story that you can tell in the air? It wasn't an incident, and it was just a year of not fitting just in well. Epic with, failure. It was, yeah, <laughs> it didn't yeah. fit in well. A year of shame. Like, okay, then. You guys know, I don't... I don't I get myself in trouble sometimes when I take on people who have an air of entitlement. I was at a school full of people with an air of entitlement. I shouldn't say it. It wasn't everyone. It was just Chris fighting every single day. It was day the National people. Football League. I, I the owners, yes. couldn't find people that were grounded and normal and, and I, I shouldn't know. <laughs> anyway, that's a way <laughs> of good stuff. Yeah, what? I went to a, a grade school for one year and then, and then did great. I went to first year of a public school down the street and loved it and had a great time. And it was awesome. My last hockey question for you guys right now is it would seem that all due respect to Tampa Bay with Vegas in and Vegas is an exciting, it's kind of an exciting national story. I mean, it's like the, you know, it's the, the fun capital of the country. And then you have the actual capital of the country in a big sports market, Washington. It would seem like the NHL might have a lot on the line tonight, too. Right? Like if the Capitals Vegas is much more appealing than oh, yeah. Tampa Bay Vegas. I was talking to a friend of mine who was actually at the NBC affiliates meeting in New York last week. And they said they're just looking at going, if it's Winnipeg, Tampa, we just might as well not air them. Just, just <laughs> right, pull yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be death. Let's just show replays of Seinfeld yep. and forget about it. So, yeah, they could build around this. So you have two fan bases. They... NBC's done a pretty good job once we get to the playoffs of sort of making the fan bases, when applicable, a character in the story. The Winnipeg fans, the Toronto fans when they've been there. Um, it, definitely the Vegas fans and the whole experience there. And so they sort of incorporated them into the thing. And I think Washington fans 
for a reason that we don't want to be there are also a part of character in the story. And yeah, I think it'd be compelling. I think you'd get that that friend, the you, you, Phil Mackey, that. Oh, could I'm take, very, could I'm take very interested in the Vegas side just by right. itself. You could take or leave hockey and might watch the Stanley Cup Finals. I think if it's Ovechkin in Washington against Vegas, I think that especially local fans with with Eric Halla and uh, and Nate Schmidt, um, and then sort of wild fans wanting to see Alex Tuck thrive. Yeah, that's always to fun to watch him doing absolutely fantastic. Yeah, need him exactly. All right, what's your what's your official prediction? Is it is is this going to be just, giving you a prediction? Come on, like is it? You're out of your mind. All right, my prediction. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> no, they're just crazy. My prediction is, no, I, it's going to be a one-goal game. I'm going to be a mess. Uh, probably overtime or three. And I, whatever. If it goes if it goes OT and the Caps win, will, will you wake the kids up this time instead of running around the basement quietly pumping your fist? I'll be downstairs at work. So oh, so you'll wake the entire news room. Okay. Hope, what time does the game start Central Time tonight? Seven. Seven o'clock. Okay, if we get a nice... Well, yeah, here's what's going to happen. Game-winning goal is going to happen oh, while I'm I was on say, set. If we get a great overtime thriller... I want you to go nuts. You're going to have to... You're going to have to... You're going to be super flustered. You're going to mess up the prompter. Everything's going to be a disaster. And, like, your phone's going to be going off during the uh, the sportscast. Reason... This might help viewership. Reason to watch tonight. I mean, <laughs> 9 o'clock sportscast on 45 and the 10 o'clock sportscast on 5. I will absolutely have my phone with me on set so that in the commercial break, right up until the moment I start talking and right after I'm done talking, you'll see it. It will be on the podium next to me. And if by chance a goal is scored while I'm there, that might be. Okay. I'm make, not going to react. Way I'm a on, professional. Make but. your way on the viral internet. No, I we see, need Chris no. Long on Deadspin yeah, during a sportscast on. losing his mind. If the end somehow yeah. happens while you are on set, better chance of tears if they win or lose? Oh, there, well, there won't be tears if they lose. I mean, we've done I'm that. Used to it. We've done that before. Can you do happy tears? Um, I think that would probably have to wait for the Font Cup. I think when I was a kid, maybe <laughs> I was so happy when they beat Pittsburgh. Like that's, that's what's weird about this whole situation. That that felt like the top of the mountain. And it was halfway. So winning this will be great, but no, I will save irrational response for Alexander Ovechkin hoisting a Stanley yeah. Cup. All right. Wish Chris luck, and you should follow him on Twitter because wishes, Chris. he'll probably be tweeting about no, this No, I probably won't. I probably You're going to stay it. dark on I'm Twitter. I'm going to sit in my chair right. and rock is what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, let's, we'll wrap up next. Judd has a word for Prime Mortgage Lending first. I do, do indeed, and if you are considering a mortgage company, I want to suggest uh, my friends at Prime and Kent McCullough because this isn't about simply selling you on something. This is about wanting to earn your trust, and in fact, that's what Prime wants to do. They would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. That's correct. That means while Prime would love to have you as a client, what they want to do is they want to sit down with you, meet with you first, and explain their plan, and then the decision is up to you. This is about a couple of very important things, and these things are true in all walks of life, and especially if you are in the market for a mortgage. Those things are teamwork and collaboration. That's what Prime is all about. It's what they believe in. If you're shopping for a mortgage, you can count on Prime to give you sound advice and straight answers. For instance, here's an example. Prime wants to take some of the mystery out of the mortgage process for you. Did you know Prime may be able to put together a program that can pay your closing costs, not just include them in your loan, but actually pay them for you? The website to check out, goprimewithkent.com. That's goprimewithkent.com. One more time, 
Go Prime with Kent. K-E-N-T dot. The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Now it's your turn. This is 1500 ESPN. Minnesota United back again at TCF Bank Stadium this Saturday. They'll be taking on the Montreal Impact. Tune in at 6.30 for the pre-match show with Brian Pyatt, followed by kickoff at 7. Dan Terhar on the call there. Catch all the action Saturday and all season long. Minnesota United right here on 1500 ESPN. Twins one, Tigers one, top of the third right now. Kyle Gibson, uh, 35 pitches through three, well, I guess two and two-thirds. And facing, uh, excuse me, Nick a little gassy today, apparently. <clears throat> uh, he almost Nick, made it through the end of the show without a problem there. Almost made it. Uh, Chris Long's hanging out with us, our friend from 5 Eyewitness News. And uh, th- we didn't get to this today, but Seattle, it sounds like Seattle, it's official now. Seattle's going to get an NHL team, an expansion team. So we're going to have, so congratulations to Seattle on winning a Stanley Cup in like two years <laughs> as they get to pick. Hey, that market a deserves a team. Yeah. It is weird because an NBA or hockey team. It's not like when I hear stories about, you know, uh, I don't know, like Charlotte wants sports teams and they're right. outside the top 20 TV markets or like Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Seattle, Tacoma is the 14th largest. It's right there with Minneapolis, St. Paul, right there with Miami. It's above Denver. It's just below Detroit. That's a that should be a four sports city. And uh, and they got to get a basketball team back at some point, too. So what what was said at the end of the press conference yesterday with uh, with Craig when he was asked about the expansion team? I don't remember the question. But somebody asked Paul Fenton just about you know it wasn't as specific as looking ahead to the expansion draft, but off camera, Craig Leopold started laughing. He said, "Yeah, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen again." That being, oh, that's what it was. The question was basically about Vegas his success. Sure. Uh, he basically swore he's going to make sure with the board of governors to make sure that it's nobody's handed. Now, I know what you're going to say. Here's the question. This is chicken and egg. Was Vegas handed a good team or are they a miracle team? Nobody seems to be able to agree. Their owner and GM shrugged their shoulders like, we didn't know we didn't expect this. They're they're a great story, but if you go back and look at the expansion draft that Columbus and the Wild had and this expansion draft, you did have your choice of better players. Now here's the difference. I think Seattle's going to get the same expansion draft because they're, they're paying six fifty, and the Golden Knights paid five hundred. Here's the difference: a lot of teams tried to get creative and did these. Well, if you take Halla, we'll give you a Tuck. Columbus, I think, for Carlson, also threw in a first round pick. You're not going to teams now are going to set their list and say choose from the list. We're not giving you more. I think the difference was this is no the first deals. time we've had a single team come in. I believe in the last three expansions, correct? Yeah, you had Tampa. You might be right. So that was the right. catch when you've got two teams coming and when the Wild came in with Columbus. Columbus, right? you can't really do these side deals, sure, because I mean, there's two teams there and you don't want to show your cards. I, I, I don't remember any other expansion draft having this kind of moves, and I think that's they're going to guard against that next time. He, actually, this sort of ties in with, with Paul Fenton and what he can do to take the Wild roster to another level. So William Carlson was clearly available. Like He yeah. was clearly available. The guy had... <laughs> William Carlson, in his last two years in Columbus, had nine goals in 81 games and then six goals in 81 games. Vegas picks him up in the expansion draft. He plays another full season and scores 43 He's a plus 49. Now, I get that there's system and there's different things in play there, but if you're Paul Fenton, can you survey the league 
and go find someone who previously you just look at their numbers and say, eh, not a lot of productivity I mean, there. Not one GM saw that or somebody would have made a better trade offer for Carlson. For I mean, sure. And that doesn't happen. I mean, for expansion, guys don't go from six and nine to 42. You just don't do that. Yeah. And there's like seven guys. Nate Schmidt became, now he, long story because I love Nate and I'm a Capitals fan. He got a bad shake in D.C. He never got his due. It, the defensive system didn't suit his style. He didn't get played much. He's a star in Vegas now. Oh, he's been fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Uh, good luck. Thank you. Yeah. To your heart rate We're rooting tonight. for you, Chris Long. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Capitals fan. I, I want them to win the Cup. Everyone I think it'd should be fun. Be. All right, we're, we're back tomorrow. America. Uh, Lou Nanny will recap Game 7. Twins and Tigers tied at 1. See ya. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.